This episode is sponsored by Furniture Box. Check them out in the description below. Guys, welcome to The Ground Floor, the podcast where we ask successful people exactly how they did it. Our guest today is Tetiana Probiholover, who is the founder of Cellulite Slayer, which is a multi-award winning clinic with a signature massage treatment uh, and a range of different treatments for your face and body. So, Teti, thanks for so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Our it's pleasure. pleasure. So, uh, people that don't know you, and uh, I'm certainly curious, even though I've done some research on you, what's the uh, what's the situation with, uh, with Cellulite Slayer? And uh, tell people about it. So the cellulite slayer started as a massage technique, which is was brought from um, Eastern Europe into London by me. (laughs) And with a physiotherapy background, I've created this combination of different massage techniques, which helps to reduce water retention, um, tighten the skin and reduce the cellulite. So but 20 years now, like lymphatic massage and body treatments, hands-on body treatments are quite popular. But 20 years ago, to tell somebody you're going to get a massage and it's going to help you to get rid of your cellulite or improve your uh, body and appearance, it was unheard of. Mm. And um, so, but due to the fact that I believed in that technique and I saw the difference so much and I stick to it um, uh, for that long now is developed into three floors in the middle of a Chelsea yeah. uh, salon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so just for context then, I mean, can you give us an idea of what you were doing before Cellulite Slayer? So yes, yeah, so um, I'm originally Ukrainian and I have a background in professional sports. So I have a black belt in Zudo and so I'm a champion of Ukraine in judo. Wow. Whoa. Okay, you're a champion? <laughs> yes, I'm wow. a champion of Ukraine. That's how you get a title of a black belt. And Do not get on her bad side is the <laughs> message yeah. there. Well, you're on <laughs> yeah, my yeah, side, yeah, so it's yeah, fine. He's right. yeah. I'm glad I'm on this side <laughs> of the desk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, was training for Europe and had an injury, quite a bad injury. Had to go a lot, had to do a lot of physio, and I really got fascinated by the physio. So I thought then I couldn't go back due to my energy to sport. And it's a big change when you something is your full passion, full life is sport. And all of a sudden you're told you can't do that. So you have to. But luckily, I straight away really liked physio. So because I was doing a lot for myself. And I uh, entered the university for the physiotherapy. So... I get, got uh, a degree in physiotherapy, human health and sport. And even even when I entered university, I already did like massage course and I already started having my private clients. Mm. In after after university, I go to, you know, like to, I worked in, I already, at the age of 16, that's when I entered university, I already had a job at one of the top salons in ukraine and people like so all sports people because they knew me for years and years they were my clients so like twice world champion of judo uh, linur mohammed was my client and it's just so all of a sudden i have all my ex uh, like friends from sports are my clients as well so that's how I gain a lot of strength because cellulite slayer me, yeah. <laughs> me you know it's not a gentle treatment let's put it so it's good holds a lot of power so the background of professional sport gave me enough power and physiotherapy degree gave me enough knowledge to mm. create this particular 
massage technique. Okay. And when did you come um, to the UK? So I came to the UK, I was 18. I was finishing, so I was entering third year of my university. And I just, my sister was here and I came for the wedding and I just loved it. And I thought it's my place. So I was, I was doing um, uh, university like online. And I started, I came to London 18. I didn't speak a word of English. Wow, okay. <laughs> I could say, hello, my name is Tatiana. I'm from Ukraine. That's about it. And uh, and also like I'm from very normal families, so I didn't know how I had two hundred dollars, a little suitcase, pair of jeans, a T-shirt, and all that. Wow. Okay, so a rags wow. to riches story. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Okay, I like that. Quite yeah. Literally. So I took a bus to. I couldn't even get direct flight from Ukraine to London, so I had to go to uh, Lithuania, okay. and then from Lithuania for a flight to London. And anyway, so. Wow. Wow. Yes. So how did you go from not speaking the language to, you know, in sort of setting up what you're doing now? Were you working in other jobs first before you set up your salon or how did you go about that? Yes. Yes. So it's everything is a hard work. I came here. I went I went to the college. So I start learning English and I was never a shy person. So I all of a sudden was invited by Russian speaking, Ukrainian speaking friends, just all event, and I was just picking up the words and learning. I went to the gym, <laughs> so I also yeah. was like listening to a yoga instructor. So English was the but the my first uh, client was actually a manager at the gym, and I told her like, okay, like I do massage in my own way, <laughs> in my yeah, own yeah, language, yeah, yeah, I yeah. could. And I offered her a free massage and she's like, wow, I love it. So I did her first massage for five pounds an hour. Wow. wow okay. So I was five pounds. I mean, this was 20 years ago, I guess, but still that's that's cheap. Yes. So I did five pounds and actually for probably six months and then it's just word by mouth. Now it's podcast and mm. and Instagram and social media and everything. It's quite popular. Back then, it was just word by mouth. Sure. So all of a sudden, I'm getting like lots of referrals and word by mouth, and um, yeah. And I, but I worked six, seven days a week, yeah. and I used to go to people uh, in different locations. Mm. So it's really like a dedication, and uh, um, I didn't want to do any other job. So some people take up another job, but I. I knew that's what I wanted to do. How did you How did you know that was what you wanted to do? It just I I just knew I just like the I was so passionate about it, and I think I was getting f such a good feedback from the clients back, and all of it just grew so fast. Because once you know when you just come, people do want to help. You know mm. there is a, that humanitarian factor that like, oh girl arrive and she's very good and she's looking for a job and she's cheap and she's come any time and you know sort of. So all of a sudden, people just kindness and just refer and refer. Before you know, one month later, I'm fully booked. Wow. Cheap, okay. cheap. Sure. But it didn't matter to me because, you know, like I my my sister was I was living with my sister. So I knew I had a place to live. So at, mm. at the beginning, I didn't have to, you know, buy the rent and things like this. So I had food and I have a roof over my head. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what you need. 
Yes. And so how did you scale from, because were, were you doing inbound calls or were you were they coming to you? No, I, I used to do go to, to ladies, you know, houses. I used to do families as well. So did a lot of physio. So yes, I used to um, I used to go to people's houses like a mobile therapist. Yeah, sure. And so, how did you make that for five pounds an hour? How did you make that work? Because the travel time and then the money on travel and all that kind of stuff. Back then it was different, you know. Back then people used to earn fifty, sixty pounds a day. Yeah. So if I may, if I did six, seven massages a day, which is is a long day, I used to leave home seven. I would not come back till eleven. Wow. So yes, that obviously later you try to combine in the same area and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. this. But yeah. I used to do like eight, nine massages a day. And some people give me a little tip or yeah, yeah, yeah. they feed me or, you know, like somebody knows, or did you have lunch? You gave me. So it's a, it's a really like, even the people see the passion and, mm. and you know, so how you good to them. They want to help. Mm. So they, they helped me with the language. I didn't even have massage bed. So we used to literally do it on the floor. Oh, right. Okay, okay, right. Okay. You literally let nothing yeah. get in your way. Like, okay, right. I guess for five pounds yeah. you get what you pay yeah, of course. For in a way. You know what the that, is. The yeah. help, the the fact that it's so so cheaply priced is is good because it's like they're like you don't have a massage bed. You're like it's five pounds. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. take the massage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> take it true. now. Yeah. 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 Um, and so how did you go from scaling up? You know, how do you? Because that's the thing. A, a lot of people have a, a sort of problem with, or they they encounter as a struggle is like changing pricing. You know, it's yes. like oh, I'm charging twenty pounds an hour, but how do I go from twenty? start charging more it's awkward a client's going to leave me how do i have that conversation how did you transition from you know, yes from that? that's definitely a big factor and it's a, a fear at first as well so at some point you get so fully booked right that you you like you just can't take any more clients mm. and you're realizing okay and also it's tiring because it's a very physical sure so there is only so many hours a day you can do so you just you just Tell them and some of, and you just re, uh, accept that you're more likely to lose 30%, which is fine because if you increase your prices, let's say by 20% or 30%, you're getting the same thing. So I think that 30% loss every time I increase, yeah. but, but it was just like new people came in and a new, it just was, was building up. So you I would not, yeah. yes, I would not, uh, I would not be, I would advise not to be feared of charging appropriate prices for the work if you have no space. Hmm. So yeah, so there there is a there is a buyer for any <laughs> for everything, right? So hmm. it's just it is what it is. And at some point you realize you just can't do it. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's there is. Oh, Sorry, but I just can't do it. I'm physically tired. Yeah, My yeah. hands are now hurting me and um, I just can't do it. How did you actually come up with the pricing then? Once you went for it five pounds and you five increased. It was just five pounds. It was like more free massage as a tip. Yeah. Oil, whatever. So it was, I think back then the minimum uh, wedge was like six pounds or okay. five pounds 40 an hour so i guess that sort of like was i don't i don't even know i think it just was like more like a tip money. and how did you price it when you increased it how did you come up with that number just just f five quid more okay so i was like 20, 10 quid then i went 20 quid then i went like 35 and i stayed for 35 for a long time and uh, but also my aim always was to be in center london so I was selecting, so I already knew, even though I lived by Heathrow Airport, 
already was moving into Chelsea and Belgravia area. So then one of and then all of a sudden when you're moving to Chelsea and Belgravia area, you're hitting the scene and that is a totally different people. So all of a sudden you have all the, know, the, the, the CEO of Joseph, the, 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 mm. all the Chelsea, the, the housewife, the, all, all these people, celebrities, right? Mm. Um, just just coming to you. And uh, one of the clients or Chelsea, she's actually, they had a salon. It's uh, called Neville. It's in Belgrave. It's a very famous hairdressing salon. She was my client. And she said, by the way, we're restructuring the possibility for for you to have a room there. Ah, okay. So I'm like, wonderful. So she was my client and said, okay, I have a salon and I mm. want you to be there, right? So I start renting. I start renting two days a week, three days a week, four days a week. And then I just started renting full time for like eight years mm. at that space. And I like was like best kept Ch- Chelsea secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. But how do we get the appointment with Tatiana? You uh, know really? what I mean? Okay. Yes, it's like that. Uh, oh wow! So <laughs> how do you how do you cultivate that? Because that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to be the kind of it's the hype, the go to, the go to. What well, it's it's the go to, but it's also the go to where it's like everyone wants a spot. How do you get? How do you build that I feeling? S- or I that, think you know? that feeling is because we are. I'm very, very niche specialization. Back then, it did not exist. Okay, so there was a lot of salons, beauty treatments, machine, this and that, massage, but not that specific type of massage. And I always stuck to only that. So I think it's a very soon soon in your career realizing your very specific niche you know and then just stick to it and trust me you would be throughout the journey you will be told their device many times when i wanted to open a cellulite slayer in the middle of king's road i was i've heard it all really you're gonna open a cellulite slayer on a top on 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 king's road and you're gonna call it like that and i'm like yeah that's ridiculous and guess what? Now we have walking in clients and they're like, tell us what you do. What a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a catchy name. I heard someone wrote an article about you, didn't they? And came up with the name. Is that right? And you thought, because you've been given quite a few names, haven't you, in your business? This yes. is the one that stuck, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is the one I kept. Like yeah. the cellulite slayer is like, is the, I used to be called human power plate and a Ukrainian judo champion. But okay. because I always was dealing with cellulite and the slayer is a part of, like a judo background i always kept it mm-hmm. so i really liked the combination back then again it was like really about, <laughs> controversial yeah, 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 right yeah, 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 yeah. but i thought it's quite cool and yeah, yeah. um yeah and it's certainly yeah it's not a very chelsea feel it's something different right Which Imagine. Is in your face. Yeah, exactly. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> So now we do have a cellulite slayer middle of Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So once you moved in then, how did you, obviously you had word of mouth as your main sort of marketing strategy, but what else did you deploy that allowed you to kind of continue on that kind of growth curve? I think it's, um, uh, I think a transition from the sound, like I just like outgrew it. I needed more space. I've started training one more therapist and we just needed more space. Then I start renting a smaller like place. It's two rooms and I've rented and a COVID started. Wow. Um, wow. During the COVID, they, um, during the COVID, uh, the landlord and uh, the owner, they had a fallout or something. 
and I was asked to leave again. So now, like two years, it's a COVID. I left one place. I, yeah. I, I decorated a second. I'm now asked a year later okay. to leave that place, even though I had five year contract. So I'm in the middle of a lockdown, left without no space yeah. with a therapist, which is like I was on the payroll. And I started looking for places. And I wanted like two, three bed, through two, three rooms, uh, like uh, in, in Chelsea. All of a sudden, I found this space, right, which is three floors. And I could, I know I could put seven rooms in there. And I'm like, I'm taking it. So it's, it was a very scary step from mm, having ba basically one room in the salon yeah. uh, to three floors, seven, seven rooms. rooms. And like when you do renovation, you need like seven hand washers mm. and seven massage beds. And all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. What was the cost of that, I'm interested? So we all did this. So I did it all myself. So I had some savings. I had uh, help of the government because they had the 50,000 pounds bounce back loan, which is as a help of support. Plus I negotiated hard and tough on the, some rent free period. There was a rates reduction time. So it was a perfect time actually mm -hmm. to do the business because you have time on your hands and people are willing to be helpful for a new business. Mm. Also, don't you think it's funny how in a period where, you know, COVID's happening and every, you know, as you said, you're getting kicked out and it seems like everything's about to end somehow it then weirdly saves you in a way that's then even better than it would have been had COVID not even happened in the first place. That's my story. Yeah. I've, I'm constantly amazed by that. We've had so many experiences yeah, like that where yeah. we've had, we've come up against an obstacle and we're like, everything's about to break and then something even better than what would have originally happened comes out of it. Yeah. That's so interesting. So you then obviously you had seven rooms and you're getting staff in at this point, I'm guessing. Yeah. So I'm uh, interviewing my staff. So I have a friend of mine who was a general manager in a clean, in a salon before a sudden been done reduction redundant and i'm like come and work for me so uh, our, our a, a doctor esthetician she's also was my friend all of a sudden she's out of maternity leave so i'm first of all i'm getting this of my old contacts on board and somebody who's really shares the passion with me and uh, so that was my core team and then interviewing people teaching them training them so it is it, like it's a it's a work involved in every stage because I was a full time therapist. I still am a full time therapist mm. and a business owner and entrepreneur planning on expansion. I, we have product range, we're opening cellulites the academy like, <laughs> you wow. know, yes, yeah. but it's it's a thought. It's it's that passion which drives you. But you have to love what you're doing. Yeah, you do. And it comes across mm. in any, any product that you're doing as well, whether it's, you know, skincare or it's what we're doing with this. Mm. It, it really does. It does yeah. come across. Um, I mean, when you're when you've hired people, then did you ever come across the obstacle of people wanted you to be their kind of therapist or versus someone that works for you? Because you were the one obviously that's got that skill set. Absolutely. And it's still the case. So but I think it's how well you train your staff. So my staff is constantly on all the seminars, all the trainings, we co I'm constantly on them. So the whole structure of the salon is all my therapists do exactly the same thing. So there is no competition between therapists. The client can go to each and every one of us and they would get exact same treatment. And um, it's very important in our salon. So therefore there is no competition between staff and a client really 
get what they want from anyone. Of course, there is a personal preferences of the energetically connecting sure. to mm. one and yes, but um, and somebody just wanting me, for example, mm. and I'm still available. That's why I'm still a therapist. But I think it's more like an initial consultation. So people want an initial, okay, I've heard about Tatiana and I want to do it with her. But when they come to me and they get an um, um, consultation first and they get a treatment and they understand, I'm like, you really like, you, you nothing is wrong and you really can go to any of my therapists. I'm going to, you know, I, I perhaps tell them who because of somebody the stronger somebody to like to tell them who and I said I will leave them exact um, a description of my recommendations to you and they really happily go to therapist it's just that initial they want to mm. see the best mm. but if that best tell the client that therapist is personally trained by me and overlooked by me and if at any point you don't like it, you come back to me because I'm still here. Why don't you give it a go? And guess what? You're going to get charged less. Mm. Have you noticed much in terms of the way of competition? Are there other people doing the kind of thing that you're doing? And if so, how do you navigate that and separate yourself? Now, yes. Before it was, it was like it was now. The, but a competition is a good thing because there are more competition there is the more they spread the word world about this particular treatment mm. so they come up with different marketing and the, the lymphatic drainage is good for this and so the more people know this treatment the more they search and the more they come back to you so it's almost like we are in it um, promoting this particular treatment which is hands-on approach to beauty which is world is moving to now mm. i think world want that personal right now especially after covid and this in the major cities so much stress they want that personal hands-on approach and if it makes in and if it's result driven that it's amazing so and that's what we're trying to create so we have like we combine treatment well like infrared sauna cryo chamber iv drips booster shots massage body wraps so you almost feel like okay if you're tired why don't you have today a, ma a magnesium wrap or have mm. a little like do you feel inflammation have an infrared sauna so we have this combination of treatments which um complement each other to more of a hands-on and cared for so people come in they would be tired they know go sound put a nice bathrobe and go have a massage and it's all not just to make you feel better mm. but also result driven mm. so when you actually moved into the new place with the three floors and the seven rooms um at that point are all of your clientele is it still purely word of mouth or are you doing any sort of marketing at the same time so we're still not doing many much marketing let's I mean, that's put amazing. it that is incredible okay <laughs> That's insane, you know, yeah. Oh, we are planning. A testament to the product in a way. You know. Yes, but we are planning to because we're expanding into like US market and everything else going to be cellulite. I'm hoping to have a cellulite lay on every high street of the big, of a capital exciting. around the world. Exciting, <laughs> wow. okay, that's exciting. So that's the plan. And uh, um, um, I think that... Uh, you know, when we when we moved in here, we it, it, the space there was still available space, right? And we needed to fill it, 
fill the space and we slowly did it. It's, I think we took a stage. Some people get investors and they fill it up and marketing. So the, because we did it very slow, we didn't have much money to spend on the marketing. So what we did, we get a, a, a social media guy who posts, I, we create conti- content, uh, the, just send it to him and he just posting on social media. So just to uh, bring awareness. But also like journalists come in and they, they will like have a treatment, write about. So we like, all, we, we've been in Vogue, Tatler, uh, Women Fitness, uh, you name the magazine, we've been in it. Right. <laughs> yes. Also on, on the ITV this morning, you know, on the national television. Wow. With, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So, and all of this is organic. So I think ITV read about us in daily mail and somebody just called up and said oh by the way can we invite Tatiana for an interview literally like that okay wow so um so we are not and also influencers so I think the way organically marketing is works nowadays it's influencers so if you get influencers which is fits your business so it's not everybody who has any amount of followers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you get a nice influence. It could be 20,000. You can probably get more business out of 20,000 followers rather than one and a half million followers. Yeah, yeah. It's just what our experience, it's just what fits, what audience that influencer have, will they be interested in you? Mm. We offer them a free treatment and then they come in and then they post, but it's not contractually. Mm. If you like your treatment, you're welcome I see. to. Uh, yeah. to post so that's it and but we I wouldn't we selective with with that as yeah. well because we're limited to staff and yeah. limited power how effective has that been amazing so I we know ha- it's a really saturated market whenever you do it go around the when you room. get uh, all top Victoria's Secret models through posting at the same true. time yeah, that's <laughs> a, that yeah. Might, that's true yeah, that's, for a beauty yeah. business that <laughs> might help yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah true so for some we have Nadine Leopold Lorena okay. you know Rina Shagin okay. just a couple wow. of names so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. if you want to pass on their contact info we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll have a chat we'll the promote chat. the that's business right. yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say what advice would you give to someone who might want to kind of go into the same industry as you like in the kind of skincare-ish uh, sort of health beauty kind of niche if someone was looking to get started what kind of advice would you think you give someone go into niche because beauty skincare it's all different things yeah so choose your passion and choose your speciality and stick to it and learn about it so if you want to go into the skincare it is what a skincare are you gonna have your own product range as a skincare or you just gonna advise people on the skincare and so it's like a cho- choose very niche where you are choose your place i think that's number one so if you want to be a beauty beauty therapist or something mm. you select whatever you want do you want to attach yourself to the brand or do you want to multi-brand what location what are your clients so i think and also listen to the feedback of from clients so i I do spend a lot of money by going doing other treatments. It's not that I'm trying to pick what they have. It's just like nice to know what is out there. Sure. Mm. So there is a, a beauty exhibition conference, a seminar totally available and it's uh, registered for free. So you can go and learn about new equipment, new technology, because it's very changing. Become familiar with your industry. Become familiar with your industry. Even if you're not into, I'm just was a massage therapist, but I did not miss 
a single aesthetic uh, aesthetic conference. I was looking at devices, hundred thousand laser devices, NDIAG, you name it. I did not even know what those words means, but I knew about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And how would you? So, what advice would you give to someone who's about to go out and get their own clients? How would you sort of advise them to go and do that? Uh, to get clients. First of all, w- depends on what you're doing mm. and how to get clients is f- number one, like ask them to, r- to word by mouse, sure. refer yeah, some yeah, other yeah, friends, yeah. maybe ask them to write a Google review if you have a website. It's also like we're very, f- uh, people used to writing reviews about restaurants and hotels, but it's also important to write reviews on the beauty treatments and things. It does help small businesses. So so how so basically whatever you have whatever little one two p clients you mm. have ask them for for your help for 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 help maybe write a review maybe do a little social media post maybe they know somebody who influential or you know just give them like it's it's all about the communication Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to talk about our sponsor for this episode, Furniture Box. Furniture Box is an online furniture retailer that makes awesome products for everywhere from your bedroom to your office. Now, we actually had Monty and Dan, the co-founders on our show. That's how we met. We loved their story and we hung out with them afterwards and we knew that we wanted to work with them. And here's the thing. One of the biggest issues I have whenever I've ordered furniture in the past is that certain big name furniture companies, not naming any names, will charge you a fairly large fee for delivery. And even then that delivery usually takes a few days, if not longer. With Furniture Box, not only do they offer free next day delivery, but they're now planning on extending their delivery cutoff even more so that you can literally order a dining set as late as 8 p.m. and be eating dinner on it the next day. So to put it simply, there's no one in the UK furniture scene that's doing anything like what they're doing. And we're thrilled to have them as our sponsor so click the link in the show notes and check them out now back to the episode can you discuss uh, and speak a little bit more to some of the most common issues that people come in with in your in your industry like as a business uh yeah i mean well even in terms of clients but i mean like is there something that sort of this tends to be the main thing that most people want and is there an argument to double down on that service and forget about others obviously now you're bigger so you've branched out and you offer more services but is there sort of one main thing that this tends to be the main thing people come in for yes Okay. And actually, we just had uh, um, a meeting with like an expansion specialist, uh, and uh, what we were was advised is actually they said the way the franchising and and the investors work, they look at the business, they they pick top three performing treatment or anything, top three, they strip the rest and they just focus on the three okay. and multiply it different location. Mm. so so i would suggest there are two ways to go right is one is to get a place and just fill it up with a lot of equipment a lot of things and just grow and grow and grow another thing is just to stick to that small and grow as a location wise and uh, i prefer like i did grow so i do have some equipment but when you entering the equipment heavy and that sort of you entering a lot of competition then you're not an exclusive you're not a niche because equipment available for everybody mm. and there is always somebody have more money than you yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah so all of a sudden you hitting that uh, the, the top already very established for decades clinics and salon who can invest into any latest equipment any price so unless you have that money i would think about it twice right obviously there are some equipment needed for your treatments 
but you know like at some point you should stop uh investing into that particular unless you have loads of money because yeah, sure. <laughs> every machine is like 70 plus yeah 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 so so the the way is to is to top 3 so our most performant treatment as a cellulite layer signature massage lymphatic drainage and facials right can you talk us through what the lymphatic drainage entails and how it works so yeah i just uh, nodded like i knew what that was yeah i'm just i'm, I'm curious <laughs> of course the lymphatic drainage can't run a business without yeah, exactly <laughs> can't start my day without <laughs> lymphatic drainage well in a way you know when you wake up and feel puffy yeah, yeah. that's what you wish you had i have one of those uh, <laughs> right. okay you know in um this is gonna make me sound like such a psychopath you know in american psycho yeah you know the uh the, the eye mask thing that yes i bought one of those ones okay. a similar one it wasn't that one but it was like a similar one and i would put that on in the morning yeah to kind of yeah. stop the puffiness yes and stuff. did that work it wasn't that cold. It was a shit one. <laughs> so I nice. tried to okay. find the one from American Psycho and <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. Okay. It was like a big ice pack one. This one was like a tiny, it looked like swimming goggles. Okay. It yeah. was shit, but it didn't really do much. But then I, I, I used to put, um, this is so like- Go into it. Go on, go into it. I would get- <laughs> Everyone wants to know. Tatiana's judging I, you right I, now, I'd so she's curious. Yeah, but you're a professional. Love to know. This is. I'm a comedian. You're a professional. Uh, just remember, I'm not in beauty. I tell jokes for a living, right? Okay. I would get uh, spoons. <laughs> yeah. And I would put spoons in the freezer. Yeah. And then I would then take them out of the freezer, and then I'd just push them. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, god. that's okay, actually that's, that's, that's terrifying. That's dangerous. Not yeah. Yeah, because dangerous. if that spoon is cold and yeah. frozen, if yeah. you have any liquid, which is could be like a, a teardrop, it yeah. would get it would stuck. Start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't try this at home, home kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't try this at home. Um, okay, so 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 it just essentially kind of gets rid of the the puffiness around. Yes. Around so your we eyes, have uh, we have a blood circulation, yeah. you know, which we we have like a heart to circulate the blood, right? It's pumps around and we have the same uh, lymphatic system it's very similar to the blood circulation but it doesn't have a pump like a heart so it's more on the muscular basis so a lot of time due to genetic due to uh, many factors salt alcohol like just uh, like traveling and things like this the fluid the 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 fluid just retains the the lymphatic nodes cannot keep up with all that fluid but that fluid is very important for immune system that's why when people are sick they normally feel Mm. the the lymph nodes Mm -hmm. you know they feel so the, the the that fluid is very important is of like blood pressure there is uh, for the um, immune system for fat as well yeah, yeah. if it doesn't work properly then it sort of uh, stores more fat and so on so lymphatic system is very very it's one of the most important everything is important in our mm. body but it's very important and uh, a lot of women unfortunately experiencing um, that water retention that feeling of heavy legs mm. you guys like bellies more and yeah. eyes mm. right but uh, and there's no many treatments that for it there isn't because you can't treat water retention with the heat so you can't have any laser or any frequency devices yes you can do call like that's what you're doing that's perfect for the water retention and you know what you just take two ice cubes one two three and you're done so don't push, sp- little, don't push don't spoons. Don't put frozen spoons. Don't, don't put this. So you can just yeah. use two ice cubes and do okay. that and it works the same way. So I might my, try that. My tip. Yeah, What's yeah. the thing with the cucumbers? 
You know, people put cucumbers. Well, again, on their eyes. it has a high level like hyaluronic acid, and it's a little bit cold, and it's like wet, and 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 it's pressure. That's what right. massage does. It's a little pressure because mm. the little pressure reduces the the puffiness. Plus, it's a little cold, and it has like the elements like hyaluronic acid, which is moisturizing. So you feel a little pressure. You the eyes are rested. Because apparently the the energy, a lot of our energy, are actually re- released through the eyes. Mm. So okay. sometimes resting the eyes, closing your eyes, is actually gives your overall body energy. Interesting. I'm going to try wow. that as well then. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I also wanted to touch on was obviously going into your industry, you need to be quite educated and, and know a certain amount about you know kind of biologically. Where did you learn business, and what did you know going into it? Uh, so if I knew how much it takes, I don't know if I would have done it. Interesting. I've heard other people say that. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So it's sort of like you just throw you in a deep end yeah, and you yeah. just try your best. Yeah, and, yeah, you know? Okay, fine. <laughs> yes. So, no, I like, again, I already used to managing people because I had clients. Mm. I used to manage my uh, taxes and things because I already like was paying taxes and so I think that knowledge was done, okay? And uh, like before, you sort of learn. But then business is not such something you really need to learn. It's also people, like I got a lot of advice from friends. So I always ask. I was never afraid to ask. And funny enough, people in a business, entrepreneurs, love uh, a beginner's entrepreneurs because they sort of see themselves in, in, yeah. in us and they're really willing to help and you would be surprised at what level entrepreneurs would be just give, willing to give you your time no, we've learned that. we've learned that doing Definitely. this i mean just sitting down and being able to get people on the podcast we were amazed at some of the some of the people that are, you know when we are starting out that have just come down and said yeah i'll give you an hour but i think yeah. you're right it's you know you see something in the other person right and you want mm. you want to help them because you've been through that journey and you've you've got to the you know wherever you've got to and you want to add that value to you people mm. coming up and going through that as well yeah so that's a part of the humanity as well mm. you know it's just just people and also the more you talk about this the more you spread the it's all energy yeah 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 yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah we were talking uh, about that off uh, off camera yes. um, i tell you interesting story i had this client of mine as a therapist obviously you don't judge and we're not about weight loss or anything at any point we're all about empowering women in any shape or form but to look the best she wants to be you know in in her forms so as a therapist obviously you don't discuss the forms and i saw this client walking in and as a therapist i'm like wow she has amazing body you know in my head and i look at her and I'm like how can i help you and the first thing came out of her mouth was I hate, hate my body. body. Really? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Wow. And all of a sudden, I realize, okay, so anything, I'm a therapist and I see a lot of bodies and I um, admired it earlier. So anything I would be doing for that person is it's not going to make her change the way she thinks about herself. So at that point, I really gone into like trying into like, woman self-worth self-love and self-esteem so without pressuring but perhaps seeding the plant of awareness of self-love self-worth because obviously it's a low self-esteem and self-love so i started started to to study yoga and all of a sudden i was like i want to do a retreat yoga retreat 
And I got this email saying, Rishikesh, yoga teacher training. And I thought Rishikesh literally was like a studio in London. I did not realize it's like a village in Himalayas in no. India. Yeah. <laughs> you signed up for it. I signed yeah. up I might pop for down it. after lunch, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So all of a sudden, I was like four years ago, yeah. I find myself with a backpack all alone going for five weeks living in the Whoa. ashram yeah, wow, in okay. Rishikesh. Yeah. <laughs> but you, think, you thought we were in this thing, okay, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So you do those crazy things, but you know what? It was the best experience I've had and it gives you power, it gives you strength. So one also advice is don't stop learning because when you stop learning, you lose that passion because, okay, I didn't do like a massage or beauty related, but then that brought me so much more into energy of the people. So for example, if I touch their stomach and I feel there is a tension, I know stomach is directly connected to the nervous system. Mm. So I perhaps could say, how's your stress levels? So it's all interconnected. So Mm. whatever you do, don't stop learning because that's when you stop learning, be rest assured, couple of year time, you would be bored with your work and you would be looking for a job change. Mm. And that's where you go off your path by sticking to one thing for long enough to see the financial benefits. Yeah, always stay curious. At what point would you say is the point to give up on a business? Never. Okay. <laughs> you sell it and you sell it very expensive. <laughs> so, but this, I think, I think I see what he's saying because there is the argument that we had this conversation with, with our last guest um, and we were saying how at what point is it persistence and at what point is it delusion um i think at the point when you don't have a booking and you start making a loss (laughs) then you sort of rethink that and obviously you have to roll with the punches there are different things and different uh, things happening but um, you can always evolve if you stay ahead of things you know if you can see the market is moving totally op- different direction to you you have to change yeah. and evolve and of course along the way you make a you make uh, uh, losses I mean I bought a, raid, a, a, a cryo chamber right I'm like amazing 25,000 pounds I can wow. do it I didn't realize there is only two companies in the UK who supply the gas and to install the gas supply to my chamber it cost me 46,000 oh wow whoa okay. yeah so it's it's a stuff made and yeah. it was not totally planned so unfortunately are always the punches and he's like yes it's a loss and you're like okay so what do i do about it mm. so do you still have the cryo chamber i have because i bought it That's and i saying. have to yeah, install yeah, yeah. so yeah. obviously i more likely will never make the money because also then it goes a liter per nitrogen you buy anyway which mm. is evaporates so if you don't have enough client, mm. you the, the gas evaporates so it's a nightmare okay. but it's a learning process and sometimes you just have to it is what it is. I've always wanted to try a cryo chamber. I've been looking into them for a while. I think they're really cool. They're very good. Yeah. Have you ever done a sensory deprivation tank? No. They're like a, they're called like isolation tanks or flotation tanks. Oh God, sounds like anxiety. It, it, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, I did it and it I'm is. I'm having okay. a panic <laughs> no, I, For no. me personally, it is. Yeah. yeah, but he, he. this is, can I say this? this yeah, is really okay. funny. I know exactly really what you're going to say. So, so uh, essentially what it is, it's like a, it's like a tank, right? And the door shuts and it's oh. got Epsom bath salts in the water so that you stay buoyant. And then it's, it's, there's no smell, there's no sound and you can't see anything. It's pitch black. And there's this little light in the tank and a little bit of gentle calming music. And you get in the tank and you shut the tank. And then after like a minute, the music fades off, the light fades off. And you're basically, it's sensory deprivation. You, you have no senses. You can't 
see smell feel touch anything and eventually it feels like you're kind of floating through space and it's a profoundly therapeutic um personal experience right and uh and and, <laughs> and so my my brother did it he was a really big advocate for it and he was like you have to try this like this is this is really amazing you get in touch with yourself de-stresses you like life-changing experience and i did it and i was like whoa and i was like lying in this tank and i was like this is incredible told told james he should give it a try i couldn't be there with him when he did it but he went with my brother and uh and i called him after and i was like did you do it and he goes yeah turns out halfway through he got bored and checked his email he opened the tank this is the least like energy guy in the world he opened the tank a sensory deprivation that he opened the tank and checked his work email halfway through i the feel session. like it's just not necessarily for some people let's be honest <laughs> I think right? it I, just like, wasn't the your your it's thing. just not my bad yeah. i know but it's yeah, still yeah, so right? funny it wasn't even like you got like out and no, did like no, a cup had like a cup of tea no i know or like you checked your email you're the most spiritual like thing in the world it's not great. I'll give you that. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah I, um, at least you did it. I probably would never be convinced to do it. It is a little bit scary when you first it get is. in the tank. You can always push the lid open, but it does feel a bit, in the beginning, claustrophobic a little bit. What happens in a cryo chamber then? It's uh, The one we have is like open and there is a door you can always, but you your head is above yeah. and you for three uh. minutes and there is always a person with you. You can see the time ticking away and you can see the temperature you add. So it's, there is some sort of entertaining okay. going, yeah, going yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah, while yeah. you do it. So it's quite... And what are the benefits of it? Like uh, if you can work out, like literally kill yourself, you know, like at the gym and you do one of those sessions, you don't have the, the muscle pain the next oh, day. Really? So it's a really un in anti-inflammatory. It's sort of like pushes the uh, blood through your limbs into your chest because it's like um, a protective mechanism. And when it defreezes, it, it oxygenates in your chest and it's like oxygenated blood mm. uh, rushes into your limbs. So you get this like amazing feel of lightness and rejuvenation and detox and stuff, but anti-inflammatory yeah. for sure. Okay, I should wow. try it. Um, I wanted to also touch on sort of some of the lowest points and hardest points of the business. So what, what were they and what did they teach you? So I guess the lowest uh, point of the business is probably dealing with staff. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's not the lowest. It's because when you start, you do rely on staff a lot. And, you know, people have their own agendas. People, they have, they have their own plans. So when you put so much training and sort of expectations into them and you pay them well and they just, like, leave or or anything like this it's it's like or too soon or not being f honest with you you know so i would say as a as a business you learn to be to grow a tough skin towards others so mm. i think the stuff all this being friends is perhaps not necessarily can work mm. so because it hurts you then so much because yeah, yeah. so it's uh, always has to be friendly professional uh, but also remember Every business have like complaints. Mm. It's a very possible, you know, somebody get a little bruise or somebody like didn't like something. So it's also how do you deal with complaints? What do you willing to do for people? Because it does not matter how good you are, you still will get that. There will be, you know, a, a competition maybe sending you, you know, like a somebody who is, uh, you know, like to write a bad review or something. It's how you deal with it. Mm. So 
grow a thick skin and be kind to people. So, okay, it has happened. This is what I suggest we could help you with uh, financial, like, you know, refunds for the treatments as well, work. So it's just not to get into the fight, especially with the client, because I believe the client is always right. You know, like if they're not right, it means we're not the right pr- treatment for them. It's possible. Yeah. But, you know, like at the end of the day, we're providing a service. So if they didn't get the service they want, so it's either they chose the ro- wrong service or we didn't provide the right service. I was going to say, in terms of uh, <clears throat> things like refunds and issues like that, where people aren't happy with the service, what's your personal... Um, I guess, method or strategy for handling that. Because we've had situations where in the past, maybe uh, even in the past before we had our own studio when we were renting studio space, there would be something that would maybe be wrong, but not like we would still have an episode out of it, but there would maybe be an issue that was part of the service. How do you know whether it's justified to maybe give someone a full refund or a partial refund and how much? That's an interesting thing, I think. I think you put it all very black and white on paper. I really believe in contracts, in everything spoken before and... So every client at the confirmation time, they get an email. For example, there is a possibility of bruising. Uh, you know, there is a 24-hour cancellation fees. And it's a very clear directly mm. in, into what they say. So you eliminate that. Oh, I couldn't do it because of that and that. Okay, but unfortunately, this is our policy. And you tick your box by yourself by booking it. So you agree to it. Mm. So you protect yourself um, uh, uh, legally. Number one, you see GDPR and things like this. You find all the information. It's a lot of research. So number one, you protect you. But some people are like, okay, but you said bruise, but I have more bruises than I saw by bruising means, for example. And you go like, like you can actually feel the person is like really want to pick an argument with you. So you just leave that. It's their personal unsatisfaction brought up to you on on you and you know what we have 3000 cli- 3000 clients on our database mm. and i by giving her my energy and involving into her stresses and things like this i perhaps then cannot provide the better services for other clients so i believe it's like stealing your energy so i always better always apologize sorry couldn't meet your expectation or you didn't receive the service you were hoping for Yes, we like, but it has to be done in the right way if you know you were wrong. Mm. So if, for example, I don't know what, uh, I don't know, I got the lymphatic, it's a different, sorry, this is our lymphatic, no, you don't get it. So I think it's very, very individual, but protect yourself to as much as possible. Like, for example, maybe having the recordings, mm. is it only your property or mine? Because there are also people, uh, I know um, some people said like, they were like this and they all of a sudden te- five years later they come in and say sorry you have to remove that from because it didn't say any papers so i guess you should really have a little piece of paper prior this conversation and saying everything being said is whatever and mm. all the recordings is actually our property mm. just make sure you're covered how are the people that you deal with are they are they relatively understanding and easy and easy to deal with in terms of clients or do you have a high number of individuals that are quite difficult to deal no, with no no we have very we we're based on the returning clients mm. we're in the middle of chelsea very residential you know and i've been doing it for 20 years reputation is very important in a business 
Yeah, so like, trust me, if you do one, two, three unhappy clients and all of a sudden you have mm. no business. So you have to look, watch out for that reputation. But sometimes people do take advantage and you have to be strong and like they, they threaten you, but you, there is no threat. It's just the fact, you know, mm. like one lady come out, came to me and she said, she started a massage, she started telling me what to do and I'm like, so sorry what you asking me that's not my technique can i just showcase you my technique no and anyway 10 minutes later she got up and she said you don't know how to do massage you should not even be in this business and i'm so unhappy and i'm like please apologies you're fully refound and goodbye yeah. you know so everybody have their own opinion and it shouldn't affect you you know like obviously you take their opinion is like what it is but some people just that's how they feel some people just want problems that's very true this has been a this has been a hell of a conversation. Really interesting. This has yeah, been really has enlightening. Been it's something very different from what we normally is. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just before we wrap up, uh, we like to ask all of our guests the same question at the end of every episode, uh, and we basically say, for someone who might already have a business or be looking to start one in your industry or in another industry, um, if you could give them one piece of advice, that's a piece of practical advice, uh, that's less sort of um, you know belief based and more kind of you know practical. Uh, what would you what would you say? Um, I would say um, protect yourself, right? Write all the policies, make sure all the contracts are in place, everything in place, because that's what later causes you a lot of stress. And while you're getting all that information, uh, in like, like all your licensing and this and that and the other, it removes a lot of stress later. So you know there is not going to be like... Uh, council tax comes in it, it sends you an email tomorrow we're coming for an, uh, an ex inspection and they literally check everything so unless so in the UK there is a very strict rules and regulations on many things and people could be checked at any point so if you know there are some weak points especially to do with the paperwork licensing contracts with the staffing and things like this this is quite important because that's where people go wrong like electricity bill if you didn't register and give them the meters all of a sudden you get at the end of the year ten thousand pounds do you have that money did you know so i think number one is like be quite specific about the paperwork and the licensing and all of that type of thing that so you know so it works so you don't get those surprises because it's those surprises expensive surprises mm -hmm. or time-consuming surprises which really can take a lot of your mm. time sure that's right and that's how you learn as well what yeah. your uh, that's how you can be confident and you're doing it right mm -hmm. we did everything and then we get an inspection and it was excellent i'm like wow well that's a nice piece of advice and no one's no one's touching that before so thanks for that um tatiana thank you so much for an amazing conversation uh, where can people find you uh they could find us in chelsea and Kings Road, trade for Kings Road at the Cellulites Live. We have, uh, we are going to be opening in the US and hopefully everywhere else. But if you can't get to the salon, I would say like the the most important things about your body and things is about maintenance. So anything you do for yourself, for your body, for your spirit, for your energy, just just do a little bit, ten minutes a day. But register it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, I just uh, painted my nails. Okay, this is, was me time. Because mm. a lot of people, oh, I don't have time. 
This is the single biggest excuse people give to mm. themselves. I don't have time. Because you had the time, but because you didn't register, you had a cup of tea. That's a self-love. Yeah, true. <laughs> couldn't agree the more. Little things like that. I couldn't agree more. True. I try and apply that every week, every Sunday. I try and take a little time just to get yeah, myself just and take refresh. a breather, and you like. I'm Life okay. Is good. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate things. <laughs> That's what we yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. Tatiana, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, um, really good. Guys, make sure to subscribe and uh, and turn on post notifications. We've got some amazing conversations coming, uh, and what an amazing episode this was. Um, so yeah, make sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on the audio platforms, then please do rate us five stars. And if you really enjoyed it, then please do leave a review. And we've got plenty more amazing conversations coming, and we hope to see you in the next one. But for now, Tatiana, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. <laughs>